Oh, it's Father Christmas here. Are you on my naughty or nice list this year? Still time to change that, you know. Ho, ho, come on, Rudolph.
are about to get even hotter. Playing you the greatest hits of all time. All the way from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and today.
Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And welcome to the Guildford Gazette podcast and a very warm welcome to Ashley Stacey. Good afternoon. Afternoon. How are you doing? You all right? I'm fantastic. It's great to hear from you. I know you're really busy and I appreciate you taking your time out to talk about your amazing music. Yeah, no, it's all good. Thank you. No, it's great. It's great. So for the listeners who do know anybody, describe yourself and tell us who you are. Yeah, so um, my name's a musician from uh, South London. Um, as you guys know, I put out my debut album um, in September last year. Um so I've been, you know, I've been sort of writing and releasing music for, well, singles uh, for a year or so before that. And uh, just sort of gigging um, and playing as much as I can, really, sort of, um, you know, mostly around sort of South London and, and Kent and Surrey uh, and Essex. But, um, you know, wherever, really, <laughs> wherever they'll have me, wherever they, you know, they know me and they want me to play. Um, but sort of, yeah, I've, I've always done them sort of a mix of, of covers and sort of throwing the originals in there. But since, since putting the album out, I've you know been sort of focusing more on the um, the original side of things, uh, which is, you know, a bit more exciting probably, I would say. <laughs> a lot more hard work as well. I mean, some of the stuff you put out is fantastic. The album, The Sun Still Shines On You, is amazing. I have to say. Thank it's you very amazing. much. Uh, I really like the song As The World Turns. But what's the thought yes. process that entered the album? How, how did you come together with your album? Um, well, I wrote a few tunes that I thought sounded, um, you know, decent enough. This was, a, say, a couple of years ago to, to, to sort of get into a studio and, and try and do them properly. Um, and uh, the first one that I got into a studio with was Before the Afternoon. Um, and uh, yeah, when I, when I recorded that and I started writing a few more and I, I noticed that I was writing, you know, a few varied tunes. I had a couple of sort of the, the, the more chilled sort of ballady ones um a couple of uh, rockers um and as i was writing more i'm thinking oh, i'm i'm sort of getting a, a feel for getting an album together here so although i'd sort of put it out as a single I thought, and you know and a couple of other tracks as singles i thought let's let's um slowly work on getting these produced over time and do the do, do the ones that i know are one on the first album um and then when they're ready put them on an album um you know have it sort of mastered um as one piece of work to sort of get the sound sort of sounding um similar um and and you know get some cd's done and that cuz normally i just sort of put it out digitally but i thought get some cd's done and then it got something um you know tangible then that i can sort of send out to people if people are interested um so uh, yeah that was that was the full process really and then um as the, funny you said, as the world turns, just trying to think that yeah, that was the that was actually the the last track um, that I produced for the album, um, so that sort of the most recent one, um, and uh, yeah, I was really really happy with, with how that how that came out. Really, um, obviously, it's got a harmonica solo on it. Uh, I play a bit of harmonica um, when I'm sort of out playing live, and you know, just mm. fr- throw it into sort of. Um, just vary the setup a bit really when you're sort of playing acoustic guitar you know it just gives it another sort of dynamic excellent um, yeah yeah so um, I, I wanted to get one on the track and that was the first time I've done it on a track and it's nice hearing harmonic on the track once it's been EQ'd and had a bit of reverb and effect on it you know it, uh, it's nice listening back because it sounds like I can actually play it <laughs> yeah it sounds amazing I was going to I, was, I just assumed it was 
you know, it was maybe digitally put in, but to know that you actually are playing the harmonica, it sounds brilliant, actually, honestly. It's, and it makes the track, it, it gives that little bit added spice to the track. And you're right, it goes along beautifully with the acoustic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it suits the vibe, eh, on that one. It does, yeah. So if, to our listeners who don't maybe understand your type of music, describe your music. Describe your music for them. Yeah, I'd say it's sort of heavily influenced by by Britpop, really, um, and sort of um, 90s, you know, the 90s sort of style and 90s sound. Um, I was, um, you know, I was, I was, a, I was a kid in, in the 90s, but I, my, um, I used to, yeah, I always say this, but, you know, I was always in the pub with my parents and sort of like playing in the garden <laughs> and listening to the jukebox. And uh, I had older sisters and that who had, um, you know, Oasis albums and, um you know, we, we just, all the Britpop stuff, you know, obviously, obviously being from, from down south, like heard a lot of Blur, um, even Suede, you know, everyone really. And I always loved that music. And that's when sort of music first, you know, hit me. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I've been into sort of variety of, of styles over the years and, and, and even genres and that. But um, it always sort of comes back to to the sort of the, the Britpop sound with me, really. And, um, yeah, so that's that's the sort of, um, the direction that my songwriting normally goes in as well. So you have sisters. That must be a nightmare growing up with. <laughs> they're quite a bit older than me, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bullying. <but> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're, um, yeah, one one of them especially, like the the, the younger of the two. Um, yeah, she used to she used to she used to bully me when uh, <laughs> when uh, my parents were out. Um, but she, she was actually the one that had. Um, uh, like what's the story morning glory and and a, and a few sort of decent albums actually so um and and she can really sing actually she's she's a lot better singer than i <laughs> well maybe a collaboration uh, with your sister <laughs> should do we've done it live like at a birthday party but like, I, I once had a bit of a party at, um you know i got got mates together and got my guitar and amps and that and uh she she, she come up and did a couple of songs actually and i was like oh my god I'm, i better not invite her up again because i'll be uh putting myself out of work oh <laughs> 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 um, I'm guessing you're a very close family, and I'm supposed to support you through all your music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say, my my sisters are uh, quite a bit older, and they've, they've got kids and houses and that. So you, you know, it's like life's busy, so you you can't always um, see everyone all the time. But we we definitely, you know, we all keep in touch, and um, yeah, they're all supportive. Actually, I had a residency um, last year before. Um, uh, you know, with madness with the pandemic, um, which which meant obviously you know sort of live music come to a halt for a bit. But um, it was it was it was it was quite local. It's kind of in the middle of of where my parents live, where my sisters live, which was and where I live, which was quite nice because it was every Sunday. So um, you know, maybe once a month or maybe not quite that often, but every now and then the, the family would sort of start chatting behind the scenes, and then they'd just come to me last minute and say, "Oh, by the way, we're all coming tonight." And they'd use it as an excuse to sort of meet up. Um, and like I said, they, you know, they all like a drink. So, they, but, but I'm playing, I, the residency set was, was four hours. So I used to, I used to start at four and finish at eight. Uh, they'd probably get there at like six. So by the time I finished, they've had two hours drinking time on me because I'm, I'm pacing myself, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was quite a good laugh. So then I'm playing catch up when I finish. Um, so yeah, no, it's a good crack. And yeah, they're, they're supportive, you know, where, where they can be. And at the end of the day, um, for my parents, you know, the music I I write myself is not necessarily their genre, um, but um, I say that my mum my mum loves the Beatles and the Kinks and stuff like that, so yeah. so that's good. And and I, and actually, I think the more that I sort of play this music to them, the more sort of um, it it grows on them. Um, so yeah, they, yeah, they're very they're very supportive, you know, um, which which is nice. 
It's always great to have a family support. So obviously COVID's been an absolute nightmare. How has it affected you and your, obviously, your business and music? Yeah, it's the, the, the live thing more so, you know, I was the, the, the gigs were sort of, um, well, obviously I have my residency, so that, that, that came to a halt straight away. Um, but I was I, I, around the residency, that, that being on a Sunday, that was kind of the perfect night because, you know, a lot of gigs that you're sort of going for are, for, are other nights of the week, really. So, um, and, you know, festivals, I, I had a couple of um, a couple of offers um, to play some 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 good festivals around around this area. Um with, with with some of the sort of companies around here that I was speaking with and there was yeah a lot of lot of opportunities on the cards um to sort of yeah. you know play some of the some of the biggest gigs that I've played probably um so unfortunately missed out on that so you know like I say live live thing can can to a halt a little bit but at the same time you know I've been doing um streaming live gigs on, online quite a lot and I've, I've got my Facebook page which is just Ashley Stacey uh, but a music page uh, and I built built up a few thousand followers uh, on there over a couple of years, just from sort of posting covers and sharing them about. And you know that's what happens—you sort of slowly build up your your fan base. And um, on Facebook, there was a sort of decent enough amount of people on there that I, I thought, well, what, you know, I'll try beginning the first lockdown, sort of advertise a, a night, a live night, try and get as many people in as I can uh, on a Saturday night when no one's doing anything, <laughs> and. Um, I started doing that and I did, I did, you know, probably one a month. Didn't want to overdo it. Yeah. Um, but one a month, maybe not even quite that much, but did, did a couple on there. And because of the way I did it, sort of advertised it a bit and made a little poster and, you know, told people, you know, if you're bored, come and join me and we'll all have a drink and um, have, have a bit of a laugh. So I was doing, that was my way of sort of doing some, some live music. And it, that, that, I actually really, really enjoyed doing that because I, I would set my phone up in front of me facing me. So, that meant I, I look like I'm playing a guitar left-handed. <laughs> That's just that what it does. <laughs> Which, you know, you get grief about first until people get used to it. <laughs> but um, it means you can read the comments coming in, which is um, sort of distracting in a way because you're reading sentences while you're playing. Yeah. Um, but I, I do it anyway because I find doing that makes it a lot more fun because, you know, people are sort of making me laugh and, you know, I'm thinking of stuff to say to them between and, you know, taking a few requests and stuff like that. And, and I'm finding that really, really fun. And I, yeah, I, that, that was quite a buzz actually. Um, so yeah, that, that kept me ticking over in terms of the sort of, you know, inverted commas live music side of things, but also I was, um, you know, writing um, produced a couple of bits myself sort of in my sort of makeshift home studio um so you know the live stuff comes to a halt but the, the, you know music never does really and, and, and in a way because i'm not sort of don't have plans to go out and see friends or see family or, you know just do stuff um i'm at home so you know i don't sort of like wasting too much time watching telly uh so um, in the evenings i'll be you know having a bit of a jam and making a bit of music so like i say music didn't stop do you know what i mean yeah yeah, it's like in the words of the great singer himself, the show must go on, eh? Exactly, yeah, always. <laughs> what else is there to do? <laughs> so how does Ashley Stacey unwind? After all the day recording and playing, how do we unwind? What do we do at night? How- <laughs> well, no, so I've got a job, um, so like a day job. So I work during the day and I work from home. Yeah. Um, so I, um, my my music is unwinding for me i don't i don't Lovely. find it i don't don't find it stressful or anything like that i find it therapeutic and um that that's it you know any spare time that i've got i'll be you know chilling and if all right if i'm tired or whatever i might just you know do a little finger style song finger picking and say relaxed 
um, and just, you know, chill and, I don't know, watch, maybe put some telly on in the background whilst I'm doing it. Or if, you know, sometimes I'll be standing up in my room, giving it some and going for it. But um, yeah, that's, um, music is, yeah, I just, music's so much fun. I I can, I can wind down to that as well, you know. Um, Yeah. That's it, really. <laughs> Aside from I can hear that. <laughs> I can hear that in your voice. Your, your love of music's clear. You can hear it. You can hear your passion coming through as you're talking. And obviously, yeah. one thing you clearly like to do is connect with your fans. So if your fans are listening now, it's coming up to Christmas. What would you say to them? I'd say, you know, try and have, try and have a good December um, if, if you can. I know, obviously, I know we're, <laughs> we're coming up to near Christmas. But, you, you know, I think... I think um, yeah, just to try and enjoy it. It's not it's not the sort of ideal December, is it? With 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 you know a lot of the country being in you know the, the worst here now and, and not being able to get out, but just um, try and have fun anyway. You know, have have a drink, get get on them, get on Zoom calls with your mates, and uh, you know, it's still still the time of the year to be merry despite the sort of um, despite what's going on. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be my advice. <laughs> Stay Absolutely. positive. That is brilliantly put. That is excellently put. So, actually, what's the plans for next year? Let's put COVID aside. Let's say that we get for, what we get for Christmas is what we all want. Santa comes down the chimney and says, "Covid's over." What's your plans? <laughs> <laughs> he'll, probably, he'll probably come down the chimney. Somebody say, "You've not got a mask on." Two years, please. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say that's our Christmas present, and and from next year, it's all free. What's your plans for twenty? What can we expect from you next year? Definitely more music. I, I've, funnily enough, I was in the studio yesterday recording a song. Um, there's a Ooh. studio local to me, so I was recording that, and that's um, it's uh, it's mostly done. It just needs mixing, um, you know, and, and mastering, and then it's ready to go. Uh, I've got another sort of track that is completely done that's ready to go. Um, I've got another one with my friend Steve, actually Steve Holbrook. We we have a bit of a duo um, that we Ooh. every now and then release tunes. Um, we call ourselves Stash because it's Stephen Ash. So it's a really imaginative name. Love it. No, no, I love it. I love that. Simplicity people, is it best. People like that name as well, Stash. Yeah, you know, I like, like it. It's quite suggestive. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, uh... Imagine they would like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, uh, and we've got one, one me and him made um, in, uh, I'll say my makeshift studio here. He came around one day, one night and we went really ambitious with it and we put strings, horns, uh, electric guitar, acoustic guitar. We put everything. We was like, right, let's go sort of, you know, all out on this and see what we can do. And um, I'm really, yeah, we're both quite happy with how it come out. So definitely, we're going to be putting that out in January. So that's the first thing to look forward to. Um, Excellent. We, we, in terms of the other stuff, with 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 my own stuff, uh, the solo stuff, I'm still deciding what to do on whether I want to sort of do some singles, do an do an EP, um, put an album out. I, I've got an idea for album two. I, I know what you know basically what songs i'd want to be on it and stuff but the thing is um i've still got sort of i've still got to keep building for example on twitter i don't have the biggest follower on twitter because i'm quite new to it and and i'm seeing that twitter's really big obviously you know where i met you guys and and twitter's really really big for for up-and-coming artists so you know i I kind of realized well you don't want to sort of put everything out you kind of want to try and get the fans and the followers in and then put the stuff out it's like a chicken egg thing so I'm a bit undecided on what to do, and I'm thinking about it. So I'm not going to make any promises, but there will be there will be new tunes. And um, yeah, I've I've had um, yeah if if the festivals start up again, um, yeah, but FPB hopefully um, get you know have a few of them to announce as well. And uh, yeah, live live gigs will be back. And um, yeah, I, I did have an idea for sort of trying to get a band going um, at one point because I can say when I play live, it's always been solo. 
Um, but, I, you know, that's going to take rehearsal and stuff. So, yeah, all right, let, let's say um, there's definitely no COVID, then, yeah, I'd probably try and um, start rehearsing with a band because I know, I know, you know, quite a few decent musicians, really. So it's just sort of working out who would be up for um, committing to it and, um, yeah, going from there. And what about a little special single with your sister? Surely, surely that's on the card with your sister. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I'll have to ask her. So, yeah, like I say, though, I don't, I don't want her to outshine me because then she'll, she'll steal the, steal the fan base. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, you mentioned Swed, obviously, and you mentioned Blur. Are these your main mm. musical influences? Um, Oasis definitely up there. Um, I, I love um. Like I said, um, the Beatles, I think I mentioned already. Did I mention the Beatles? Yep. Yeah, so Beatles, um, Arctic Monkeys, um, Alex oh. Turner. Yeah, I love, I, love, I like Alex Turner, like Shadow, like Shadow Puppets, and he did a solo EP. And basically everything, I know that he's written for a few other people as well. I think Miles Kane's album, he had quite a big part in this. Miles Kane's first album, which was brilliant. Uh, I just, I, I think he's... Um, a really, really good songwriter. He, you know, borderline underrated because a lot of the people that sort of love Beatles and, and Oasis, some not all of them like Arctic Monkeys because of their sort of almost, you know, sort of chavvy sort of style and image. But actually, he's written some amazing ballads and some amazing yeah. songs that he's put out via like other outlets. So yeah, he he's a big influence. Um, just just song songwriters really like real songwriters like John Lennon. Um, is a big one, Alex Turner, Kelly Jones, Stereophonics, uh, you know, Noel Gallagher, like those sort of like um, real songwriters are, are what um, inspire me the most, really. Yeah. Yeah, I spoke to I spoke to a band of Rosa Docs and they were the same. They were saying that, you know, the Arctic Monkeys are just, they don't get the credit they're worth sometimes, you know, and some of the lyrics are right are just unbelievable. Yeah. So looking looking forward, we're into non-COVID. Can we expect to maybe get you on the road sometime? Maybe see you do a little tour, we get that organised? Yeah, I think so. I've, I've got, um, funny enough, I've got inquiries for um, a party. Well, I, I'm actually playing two parties now. Um, one in... Um, uh, up near Liverpool uh, and one or similar it's about both around Liverpool actually in different times of the year so they're the sort of things where I'd probably try and time in some some sort of gigs um, maybe some even some busking you know in the days and stuff around that um, but it's gonna have to be a bit sort of um, yeah just sort of play it by ear and see how it goes you know what I mean yeah. I've got no plans for it at the moment but um, the amount of times I've had people online, I think because there's a lot of sort of um, northern influence in my songs, um, that I've had people online saying, you know, get to Manchester. And that, that's something that's really annoying. I was supposed to be going to one thing that I didn't mention, to Manchester um, this year um, in the summer, just after my um, album was released to, to speak to Indie Rocks Radio and, and do, do, some, do some gigs up there. But that, that fell through, obviously, because of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I will... I will at some point. Um, yeah, I've got. Um, yeah, I've had some 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 interesting inquiries from people for support slots and stuff. I, you know, I won't sort of say too much because I want to sort of c- cement these things in <laughs> before I do. But um, yeah, there's there's definitely exciting things in the pipeline. So um, I just got to um, yes, yeah, you know, see see what happens, see what see what um, comes of it all. And uh, obviously, no doubt, I'll be advertising it all on uh, social media as and when you know. Yeah, if you could open up a show for anyone who would you most like to open up for oh um uh at the I moment like, let's just say 
anyone you want. If you could, if you could open a show up for anybody at all, any band, alive, dead, past, present, who would it be? <laughs> okay, okay. So if it was anyone, um, yeah. it would have to be. I'm just trying to think of what would fit as well, right? So at the moment, I'm playing solo acoustic. I would love to do like a solo acoustic slot, uh, maybe before before like Noel did a solo acoustic. You know when he used to do like Albert Hall and stuff like yeah. that? And, and yeah, yeah. And then he'd do a proper... I'd love to do that. That would be the warm-up for Noel. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, say right now, um, uh, have you heard of D- DMAs? You know DMAs? No, they're, no, they're an Australian band. Um, they um, they're, they're really good. They've got three albums out. Um, and uh, yeah, I've sort of um, they, they they I've been influenced by them quite a lot uh, in recent years. Um, and uh, I, I would yeah, if, if they you know if if it, if it came to an opportunity to support them at some point, um, I would I would yeah that that would be the dream right now. <laughs> Supporting DMAs, I'd love to do that. And if you could perform anywhere. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you're given the opportunity to perform anywhere, any 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 live venue, where would you most like to perform? Ah, okay. So um, that's that's a really good question. That is, um, <laughs> loads. <laughs> but um, I mean, I think pi- pi- every, everyone dreams of playing the pyramid stage. <laughs> like you couldn't, you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't not mention that. But yeah, I mean, that's that's a, that's a, that's the pinnacle, you know. Like that is. Um, but I think, um, yeah. It, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd play anywhere. Brixton Academy is a good one for for. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a that's a great venue, and especially because it's, it's it's local to me, really. Um, you know, the Albert Hall is another prestigious one, and that, that's the sort of one where you go to a, any gig you go there is going to be good. So um, yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's stick with those. <laughs> I'll be doing all right if I play any of those. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next one's going to get if there was any festival past or present, any festival past, in which would you most like to? performed on oh yeah glasgow all day long all day long i've been, I've been to glasgow um twice um it's been been a while um because it's a, it is hard work <laughs> um but it's it's amazing um there's there's so many tents and, and stages there uh, as well that um i don't see why i couldn't go and go and play it you know i'll i'll, I'll send i think i sent in an application um year before last but I'll, I'll do it again because like i said there's so many stages there I, I saw some acts there um you know doing acoustic solo stuff you know similar to myself when i went i, rem- I remember it so um yeah but glasto definitely glasto um and uh yeah i, I, I actually yeah you know I, I know people that have played there so it's that's one of the things that's not completely you know out of um uh you know it's not just a pipe dream i think it could be possible so i'll keep plugging away <laughs> Excellent, that would be great to see you on there. Mm. Right, let's talk about the Christmas song, Will Presents Be Under the Tree? Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Ah, Thank you, thank you. And what was the process in that? How did that come about? So I've I've sort of told part of this story before. It's um, I didn't intend to to write one. Um, A a couple of people that I know, some 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 decent songwriters. One one guy, George Rowlands, um, who who writes great songs, and he he told me. We were speaking about writing together actually, and he said, "Oh well, if we're putting anything out, I would want to avoid December because I'm writing a Christmas song." And I was like, "Oh right, wicked." And I hadn't even thought about it. and then one night I sat down with my guitar and I didn't even sit down to write a song. I just sat down to have a jam. And then the first thing that I did that came out was this chord progression from, from nowhere that, that wasn't another song. It was just something I'd sort of come up with. And I thought, oh, that sounds nice. 
and it was the the um the sort of augmented chord in there to get a bit technical but you know it sa- sounded a bit christmasy to me um and i was like oh i'm I've, you know as, as often happens you, before you know it you're sort of writing a song and um i was like oh if if i sort of put some christmas lyrics to this i'm i'm limited to to keeping to christmas um, mm-hmm. But um, I've just put out an album. You know, I've got other songs. I've got plenty more songs and other albums worth of stuff to go. So wh- why not go down the Christmas route and have a Christmas song? You know, every, every songwriter should maybe consider it at some point. So why well, let's let's do it now? Um, and um, yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a somber one. Um, my, um, my my missus got some uh, news that she was sort of put in for uh, well potential facing redundancy. Um, yeah. So. Um, that that was on my mind, and and um, I um, yeah, it's a Christmas thing, you know. We, 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 it, it talks about my because I've got a couple of boys, couple of couple of little boys. Um, sort of talks about them, and it was it was the sort of probably the most personal song I've ever written, <laughs> and yeah, it just happened to, happened to be a Christmas song. Yeah, so it's a bit a bit weird, you know. It's a bit a bit of tinge of um, um, melancholy in there for sure, but. Um, you know, people, people, you know, I'm not, not, not complaining by any stretch because people, you know, have got it a lot worse than, than we have. And, and, um, uh, it's just, um, I, I'd like to think there's some hope in there. You know, at the end of the song, we'll talk about, it, it, you don't necessarily, you don't necessarily need, need money. As long as you've got enough to get by, um, then, then, you know, what more do you need? You know, <laughs> was it, was, ah. was the sort of angle. I played it to a friend of mine who works at a particular radio station. I said it to him and he phoned me back and he said, you know what? He said, that's a great song, that. And what he liked about it, he says, if that had been David Bowie right now, it'd be number one right now. Oh, wow. That's how, you know, that's what he said. He says, because it was, he said, it just reminded me of that. He said, he phoned me straight up and he said, I could be sitting listening to David Bowie singing that. He said, he thought your voice was brown. He thought the lyrics were brown. And he said, it's one of these songs that just ticks along nicely. You know, it tells a story, listen to the story. And at the end, there's hope. You know, like you oh, say, there is. And, thank you so and, and much. So I just thought uh, I'd pass that to you. That, do you know what? This is really weird. You're the second person that said that that song reminded them of David Bowie. And I'd, I'd never thought of that. And I, I lo- you know, I love David Bowie. Um, but I, I've never noticed um, inspiration in any of my songs before. Um, but yeah, I mean, if that's coming through, then then amazing. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, sometimes I write these style of songs that I actually think to myself, or oh, these will be, these might be growers, you know, and I don't think, always think that's a bad thing, but you, you don't want to write every song to be a grower because you need some that are instant and hook people in, you know, but it, it's lovely yeah. when someone like yourself um, speaks about uh, one of the slower songs like that uh, and you know that people are, are, are really listening um, because, yeah, it means the world, you know, that's the sort of best feeling. You've written a song and, and people are connecting to it, you know, so, um, yeah, and no, I appreciate that. I always ask my guests near the end of the conversation, I always ask them, if you were trapped in a lift, who would the least, least person you would want to be stuck with? Who would you hate to be stuck with an elevator with? Alive or dead, feel free. Oh, there's a, there's a, there's a good question. I don't really, um, I don't really sort of, <laughs> I don't really hate anyone, if you know what I mean. Um, oh, hang on, my microphone's just gone. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, so I've just I've come off of my I'd like a headset in. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really sort of I don't really hate anyone. Just trying to think. Um, probably probably a policy. I'll help you. You go on. Yeah, I, if, if it was me and I was stuck, the person I'd hate to be stuck with Matt Hancock because <laughs> if I was stuck in elevator with Matt Hancock, Matt Hancock, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't need the NHS dentistry anymore. <laughs> as I could probably put 
and Keith just listening to him. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I'll tell you what, he's, he's, he's a good one. And, and um, yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen this, this video where he's talking to someone um, out, outside a hospital, this this lady who's like sort of, they've both been interviewed and he's he's just like like standing right next to her, basically sort of touching her and leering next to her. And it, it's, it's, it's creepy. creepy and horrible. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to agree with you on that. He, he doesn't know how to function as a human being, that guy. So yeah, that, no. that's that's a good one. I'm I'm, t- I'm stealing him. <laughs> Don't give me the lip. Finally, the song says, "All I want for Christmas." What do you want for Christmas? What if Santa could bring you anything? What would you like? Uh-huh. And it ain't going to be a Lamborghini, all right? <laughs> a Lamborghini coming down the chimney tonight. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I do. I do um... I don't want for much um, because you know, I've, like I said, this song sort of made me sort of sit down and think about this. And you know, I've got I've got my two bo- my two boys, and they're going to be here. And I've got my my family coming over and her family coming over as well. Um, you know, I don't, I don't any anything that I could say I want for would just be you know sort of you know I don't, I don't sort of really need anything. There's a line in the song that actually I'm going to say one one selfish thing. We despite saying that we don't need no flat screen TV. That 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 is that, that is a purposeful double negative. We don't need no because I'll tell you. Ain't yeah, we all need one. We need one. <laughs> yeah, we need, so look, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go selfish and say, uh, yeah, get, 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 if Santa could bring me a flat screen telly, a big one, I'd be very happy. <laughs> if you're listening, Santa needs new flat TV. Well, look, Ashley, it's been an absolute joy talking to you. I'd like you, you to introduce your Christmas song, please, because I'm going to play it straight after this interview. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, so I'm Ashley Stacey, and uh, this song is called Will the Presents Be Under the Tree? Ashley Stacey, thank you very much. This is the Guilty Gazette podcast. I've had the wonderful Ashley Stacey on. Thank you, and have a wonderful Christmas, Cheers, Ashley. mate. You too. Thanks for having me. No problem. Yeah, Take, care, Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, it's Father Christmas here. Are you on my naughty or nice list this year? Still time to change that, you know. Ho, ho, come on, Rudolph.
Ooh, it's Father Christmas here. <laughs> Are you on my naughty or nice list this year? Still time to change that, you know. Ho, ho, come on, Rudolph. Fancy seeing your business in our programme? Well, anything's possible. Why not be our match ball sponsor and see your name in our programme? To sponsor the ball at one of our games, please ring Carlisle 01228 523 777. That's 01228 523 777. We do have other sponsorship opportunities. And again, please ring us on 01228 523 777. Come on, the sky blues. Whoa there, Rudolph! Oh, oh, oh! Wishing you a very merry Christmas! Lease your new car.co.uk Business and personal vehicle leasing experts. We specialise in source, supply and funding of new and used passenger cars and commercial vehicles. Our team have funding solutions for every circumstance and can arrange finance arrangements for the private, individual, business customer or large fleet client as required. We supply cars, vans, businesses, personal, new, used. Find us at Riverside House, Warwick Road, Kalel, Cumbria, CA12BS. Or hey... For a personalised quotation, call us on 01228 648 766 or email us sales at leaseyournewcar.co.uk That's leaseyournewcar.co.uk Oh no! Little Timmy's got hold of a marker pen! My wall looks like a colouring book! What am I going to do? Flash! Ah! Cleans up the impossible! Wow, he's really made a mess. It's a pain, but we won't stress. In the hall, he's drawn overall. On the wall, lots of scrolls, but we can clean this up. Flash magic eraser, we love you. Flash! Ah, cleans up the impossible. Through the years and through the years with Guildford Gazetta Podcast. All the way from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and today. And now... 